The devotional content on this episode of the Monty Man's Meditorial is paid for and provided by the generosity of Kurt and Debbie Palmer of Grass Valley, California. Well, greetings, everyone, and welcome to Take 12 Recovery Radio's Monty Man's Meditorial. This meditorial I've entitled, Anonymity Does Not Mean Secrecy. So I've thought about this long and hard, and I want to read to you uh, from a couple of sources. Uh, This one is the foreword to the first edition of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Now, listen, I want to make it very clear. Uh, I, Monty Meyer, a.k.a. the Monty Man, I do not speak for Alcoholics Anonymous or any particular 12-step fellowship. I do not represent Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm not even claiming membership in Alcoholics Anonymous. But I am sharing some information with you that uh, is conference-approved literature from Alcoholics Anonymous. Just for fun and for free and for you to chew on. And it's, of course, something to think about. In regards to anonymity, coming to the forward of the first edition of the Big Book of AA, it states, It is important that we remain anonymous because we are too few at the present to handle the overwhelming number of personal appeals which may result from this publication. Okay, let's unpack that for a minute. It is important to remain anonymous because we are too few at this moment uh, to handle this. Okay, so uh, you got to look back and, and, and see where this thing is taking us uh, from the period of time that it, w- that it was written. Uh, being mostly business or professional folk, we could not well carry on our occupations in such an event. We would like it understood that our alcoholic work is an avocation. So what they're saying is their work with Alcoholics Anonymous combined with their workload that they currently had, they really couldn't, um, they couldn't give it a, a fair shake. The truth of the matter is many of these guys were unemployed at the time. Kind of humorous. It goes on to say, when writing or speaking publicly about alcoholism, we urge each of our fellowship to admit his personal name designating himself instead, check this out, as a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. In other words, hi, I'm a member of AA. Now, that does not go over well with a lot of folks today, does it? Well, Tradition 11 states, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. Keep in mind, that's our public relations policy, according to Alcoholics Anonymous. It is what is based on uh, attraction rather than promotion, not not the personal stories of AA members. It goes on to say, our relations with the general public should be characterized by personal anonymity. We think AA ought to avoid sensational advertising. Our names and pictures as AA members ought not be broadcast, filmed, or publicly printed. So in other words, the rule of thumb here is a person's first and last name or their photograph should not be printed or broadcast broadcast 
as AA members. It doesn't mean that AA members can't share their personal stories of experience, strength, and hope at the level of press, radio, and film as long as they refrain from identifying themselves as members of AA. It's pretty clear. It goes on to say, Our public relations should be guided by the principle of attraction rather than promotion. There is never need to praise ourselves. We feel it better to let our friends recommend us. Well, tradition 12 states, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And finally, we of Alcoholics Anonymous believe that the principle of anonymity has an immense spiritual significance. It reminds us that we are to place principles before personalities, that we are actually to practice a genuine humility. This to the end that our great blessings may never spoil us, that we shall forever live in thankful contemplation of him who's him, God, who presides over us all. Well, what do the old-timers think about anonymity? I mean, the real old-timers, right? Well, on page 264 and 265 of the book, Dr. Bob and the Good Old-Timers, and by the way, that is conference-approved literature, uh, it states, As far as anonymity was concerned, we knew who we were. It wasn't only AA, but our social life. All of our lives seemed to be spent together. We took people home with us to dry out. The Cleveland group had the names, addresses, and phone numbers of all the members, said Warren. In fact, I remember Dr. Bob saying, if I got up and gave my name as Dr. Bob S., people who needed help would have a hard time getting in touch with me. Warren recalled, he Dr. Bob, said there were two ways to break the anonymity tradition. Number one, by giving your name at the public level of press or radio. Number two, by being so anonymous that you can't be reached by other drunks. In an article in the February 1969 Grapevine, D.S. of San Mateo, California, wrote that Dr. Bob commented on the 11th tradition as follows. Check this out. Since our tradition on anonymity designates the exact level where the line should be held, it must be obvious to everyone who can read and understand the English language that to maintain anonymity at any other level is definitely a violation of this tradition. The AA who hides his identity from his fellow AA by using only a given name violates the tradition just as much as the AA who permits his name to appear in the press in connection with matters pertaining to AA. In other words, not using your last name is a violation of the tradition within the fellowship of AA. Hmm. It goes on to say, the former is maintaining his anonymity above the level of press, radio, and films, and the latter is maintaining his anonymity below the level of press, radio, and films. 
Whereas the tradition states that we should maintain our anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. Interesting. Uh, It's amazing to me how we complain a lot within our recovery fellowships uh, about the stigma of recovery and how people don't understand that this thing works. And yet we hide in the basements of our meeting halls and churches, afraid to share our stories publicly because we don't understand the anonymity tradition. We haven't really got a clue what it's about because we haven't taken the time to study the literature of our respective 12-step fellowships. I can't help but think how much our recovery would be enhanced if we actually took the time to sit with our sponsors and with each other and learn the literature that really is the heart of our 12-step recovery fellowships. Here's an interesting story that I'd like to close out with. A very dear friend of mine who I spoke to recently shared with me about a jacket that he received as a gift. Embroidered on the jacket was his first and last name. He wore this jacket to an AA meeting and was approached by a fellow AA member who stated that he was offended by the fact that he was breaking the anonymity tradition by wearing a coat with his first and last name on it. Well, (laughs) according to AA conference-approved literature, there really is no room for personal anonymity within the fellowship. Was that a tradition violation, wearing that coat? Nothing could be further from the truth. And if he decided to wear that coat in public, that wasn't a tradition violation either. It didn't say his name and then, I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. It's interesting, isn't it, how we will uh, assume things and twist them to fit our own agendas because of our own resentments and issues. I know for me, much was revealed to me when I began to crack open the book of my particular 12-step fellowship and learn the history and the rich content that was involved and printed on those pages. Hey, here's a bit of information for you I think you'll find very useful. If you're curious about more in-depth study concerning the Fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous, may I encourage you to visit our website at take12radio.com, scroll down to the Recovery Workshops banner, click on it, and there you'll find two workshops, Walking Through the Big Book, and walking through the 12 steps and 12 traditions with Chris S. and myself. It's information I know you'll find useful and will enhance your personal recovery. This is all brought to you by Take 12 Recovery Radio and is something to think about. Until next time, this is the Monty Man, and I am wishing God's perfect serenity for you. To download any of our shows, visit us at Take12Radio.com and click on Follow Me on Podomatic. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting.